Hey, good evening to you, or good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to us at, and welcome to Kelly Memorabilia, episode number two. Many thanks to our listeners from last week when we were talking about all things Kelly, but particularly shirts on that occasion, and Sandy, of course, from Kilmarnock Match Worn Shirts on Twitter. And I'm delighted to have as my guest this evening, a huge Kelly fan, as a man who I attend quite a few games with, travel through from the east of Scotland, uh, and this is Kieran, a man who has his own podcast, which is now up to, I think, episode 12, and he's going to be telling you all about it just in a second, and it's called Part the Bus, so good evening, Kieran. Good evening, Rob. It's uh, nice to be the guest of honour. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I mean, it, it, just as I say there, we, we quite often travel down to, and try to come on it together uh, from yeah. the Edinburgh area. And as you say, what a strange year it's been. Yeah, definitely. It's. Um, I think Sandy pretty much touched on it last week as well. And I, I think... The saying goes is that you don't realise how good something is until it's gone. And yeah, I think we're all kind of feeling it a bit now. Um, we're getting to the stage where, you know, we are just itching to get back. Um, so me and two of my other friends, we decided to start our own podcast called Park the Bus. Um, so we're doing kind of working on it a bit. And it's a bit of everything, like from scores, results, um upcoming fixtures and like mainly uh, stuff from like news of the week uh, we just talk about all things Scottish football related uh, the highs and lows and yeah we we give our thoughts and <laughs> whether you like our opinions or not we'll still give them <laughs> and there's, there's quite a bit of Kelly content on there as well yeah, I I I try I I usually get slaughtered uh, by Cami and Ewan who are Livingston and and Hibs um, but for giving my my Kelly content, I usually go on my tangents and you know express a bit too much, but I try my best not to. But I think for this season especially, it's been hard to try and hold back and hold back. Um, but here's hoping towards the end of the season we are going to do it and we will survive. Absolutely. Um, as I was saying last week in my conversation with Sandy, I think we were we were both confident, quietly confident at this stage of staying up. Uh, it's good to hear that you are as well. And I'll, I'll say one thing, it's not often that we're still in the Scottish Cup in April. And uh, strange to be starting with our, our first fixture tomorrow, of course, against Stenhouse Muir. So how do you see that going? Uh, well, what happened the last time we played Stenhouse? <laughs> <laughs> At home as well. Uh, right, the Cup, yeah. I think, to be honest, Rob, like I said to you, beforehand I, I'm trying to stay positive I'm trying to stay confident um, about everything especially that's happened this season mm -hmm. uh, and I just hope that we can build on the momentum from the Motherwell game uh, going into the split and also like I said to you mate it's a kick in the teeth we're having the international break right in smack bang right in the middle of the, the split in the Motherwell 4-1 game um, I think with the Scottish Cup coming up against Stenhouse Muir it's you know what if we get through it's a bonus um, but secretly, and I don't know how much of a popular opinion this is going to be, but if we, if fans can't get to the cup final, do I really want to see Kelly at Hamden and sitting there in the living room watching it on the television? I'm not too sure how I'm going to feel about that. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good point. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but of course, uh, Tommy Wright, a man who has a fantastic record, with St Johnson in the Scottish Cup, having lifted it for the one and only time in their history. And, of course, it's another route into Europe. Um, not something we would, we would ever have imagined the way that this season is going. So, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, we could yeah. turn this around entirely and, and not only stay up, but uh, win the Cup and yeah. another trip to Europe, as long as it's not to Wales this time. Aye. We might go to Belfast this time. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere as exotic as that. 
But yeah, I think I think you're right to be confident the way the, the split fixtures have, have panned out for us with the three home matches. I think that was important. And I think it was also good to get Ross County at home in the first match. Certainly wouldn't have fancied playing them away um, again after the last time. And it gives us a chance to, to keep up a wee bit of momentum maybe over these first three games. Yeah. I, I think... Hamilton's the scary one. Mm-hmm. Um, no one likes playing Hamilton. Um, yeah. And it's obviously we've got them what away the last game of the season. Yeah. Uh, so that's, yeah, it's nervy times. But like you said, Rob, I think the three home games is definitely a big confidence booster for ourselves where we know our own pitch. Um, but yeah, let's let's obviously just get a wee win tomorrow against Stenhouse Muir. And then we'll build for that into the county game, um, hopefully, and just carry that momentum in. Because obviously the game up at Dingwall was just, <laughs> the first five, ten minutes in the second half, we, we just fell apart. And we, and we just, you know, the floodgates opened and we just let, let them in, essentially. And hopefully we don't have another another episode like that at Rugby Park. Um, no. But no, I think, like, like again, I, I know <laughs> this will be a popular opinion, is that the man who has you know, single-handedly save our season, Kyle Lafferty. Um, and I think he will continue to go on and score more goals in the split. And I think for him, he'll be rubbing his hands. No disrespect to the likes of Hamilton and County, etc. But he's looking at those teams thinking, you know, I can score against you. You know what I mean? If it was, we were in the top six and Kyle Lafferty was playing with Kamarnik and we are going up against Celtic and Rangers, etc. You know, how much confidence would there be? Um, so, yeah, it's... Trying to stay positive, but hey, let's let's keep. We're nearly three decades now in the top flight of Scottish football, so let's keep that going. Yeah, indeed, and uh, supporting Kelly as as you know well is always a, a roller coaster, really, doesn't it? And that that makes it all the more enjoyable uh, when the, the good times roll. But as you say, Kyle Lafferty, absolutely pivotal. Um, a man who just in the last week was obviously given the honour of captaining his yeah. country against. Uh, mm-hmm. The EFA, and you know it's quite it's quite a coup for us to pick up a player of that experience, um, a man who we were talking before and comparing him in many ways to Chris Boyd. You know, you, you get the ball in the box to Kyle Lafferty, and you know he's going to score goals. He's played in the Euros. He's played at a good level for a good number of years now, um, and he's just the man for the moment, isn't he? As you yeah. said, you know, you know he's going to score. And I, I think back to, you know, previous times we've struggled against relegation in the last last decade or so. And we had Kevin Kyle on the first occasion and um, dug us out a wee bit back in 2010. <laughs> Let's and, not forget his hat trick against Falkirk. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I remember that day really, he really bullied the, the Falkirk centre-halves yeah. on that occasion. And then, of course, we had Chris Boyd yeah. back in 2016 um, scoring goals at vital time. So, again, Kyle Lafferty fits that bill, doesn't he? Yeah. And Boyd, and Boyd done it again in 2014 as well when he kept us up uh, yeah. and scored for Easter Road. That's right. um, but, no, like, you, exactly, Rob, and you fit the nail on the head with, with Lafferty being our saviour and saving grace. But I think... If, for anyone that's sort of critical Tommy Wright, if that's Tommy Wright's, you know, sort of first signing that he's made, and it's Kyle Lafferty, and he's came in and he's doing this, oh my God, man, what's he going to do in the summer? Yeah. You know, I mean, with the resources that Tommy Wright's got, with like, the Northern Irish connection and all that sort of thing, you know, let's let's see how we get on for the next five games. And then in the summer, Tommy Wright can work his magic, hopefully. And let's, it's time to rebuild and restart. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All sounds good. So, thinking about memorabilia, and of course, every, every fan's slightly different. Last week, as I said, we were really talking about shirts um, because Sandy, um, a man with, with many a match worn shirt in his collection, but what's, what's your own? take on and Kelly memorabilia and, and what, what are your, your own favourite bits and pieces? Yeah, Rob, so as you know, um, myself and my dad, we managed to convince the mother uh, 
and we managed to get our own room in the house um, for all our football bits and pieces, uh, predominantly Kelly. Um, got a number of sort of signed shirts and framed shirts and uh, other bits and pieces. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just adding on and adding on and adding on. And now that sort of all our family and friends know about it, they're saying, oh, we'll buy you this, you'd love that in the Kelly room. And we're like, you know, we didn't actually want it because we've not got any space now. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're now trying to find other other places now to put it. Yeah. Um, but no, all jokes aside, we really appreciate that a lot. And it's, you know, and it's something that me and my dad can just treasure forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my, my sort of big thing for me personally, um, it kind of all started when I was uh, quite young. And I remember it was my dad and his pal, we were we were at the football and they were kind of just having a discussion about sort of programs and, and, you know, match tickets and all that sort of thing. And my, my dad's quite big on sort of like pin badges mm-hmm. and he, he collects a lot of them. And um, I remember I thought to myself, this is when I was only about nine years old. And I remember asking my dad this and I was like, dad, d- does anyone collect football scarves? And my dad said to me, he was like, I say, I son, you know, I, I've not heard of many people doing that, but, and I thought, well, I'm going to start collecting football scarves then. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, it kind of just, it started off with just the odd one or two. Um, you know, a couple of Kelly ones, went to Scotland games. Uh, a lot of people sort of rubbish the half and half scarves, but you know what? I'm going to put my hands up and say, I've got quite a lot of them from, from the international games um, and stuff like that. And yeah, and then we also decided to do another adventure where we were going to decide to do all 42 of the senior grounds. Um, and that has been a project which had went on for a good sort of six, seven years. And it got to the point where, you know, we're going to need to start going to neutral games here because we thought we're never going to be able to do it with Kelly. You know, I mean, we're our luck with Cup Jaws, you know, it's St. Mirren at home, Motherwell at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> Our exciting cup draws. But so yeah, we, we, we travelled up and down the country and with yourself, Rob, we went up to Peterhead Bohemians, was it? Yes. Went all the way up to, to Balmore. Yeah. And um and then I hadn't seen Queen's Park play at Hamden. Although I had been at Hamden, but I hadn't seen yeah. Queen's Park and me and you had a bit of a thing about that. Sick about off. seeing the home teams. <laughs> well, I, know, I know I had to see Queen's Park at Hamden. Oh, yeah, no, it was great to, to take that journey with you. And as you said, Peterhead was the last one at the time, certainly I hadn't been to. Um, I have been able to see Kelly play at, at most grounds in Scotland because, of course, they had a season in the, the old second division uh, back at the end of the 80s. But having, having got to most of the grounds by that time, you know, you just think, well, we should complete them. I know. I know you got there first uh, when you went up to Elgin. I think it was uh, to, to complete yeah. forty-two. Yeah, well um, which, which is fantastic. And, and for any listeners, you know, if, it is well worth doing. Um, and it, once you top up the number of, of games and the number of games that you've been to, and, and you realise there's maybe not that many more to go, and there are international weekends when Kelly obviously aren't playing and, and it gives you that opportunity to do that. And as you say, Kieran, um, it's, it's, it's a nice thing to do to be able to, to pick up either maybe a pin badge, um, which I quite like to do myself at these kind of games, or a scarf um, yeah. of a club that, you know, are playing in, in League Two, or it's Elgin or Peterhead or, or, or a club like that. Um, and it builds up your collection. It's a nice, nice... The mental um, of the trip and of the day, and um, it, it builds up your your scarves. Absolutely, um, no, because I think I was kicking myself that because I didn't really collect many football scarves from sort of the grounds that we had been to. Um, we, you know, because my dad had made up like a photo album, so we've now got a photo album of all the the grounds. We've got sort of match tickets, programs, so we've got various different bits and pieces. Uh, along with all the sort of Kelly stuff and, and Scotland stuff as well. Um, but it was sort of sort of like the last four or five grounds where I picked up like some scarves, like I've, I've got a period, because my last three grounds, so I stay in the uh, South Queensferry, 
Um, for anyone who doesn't know where that is, that's where the three bridges are. The Four Frail Bridge, Road Bridge and Queen's Ferry Crossing. Uh, you, honestly, mate, you'd be surprised how many people who don't know, never heard of South Queen's Ferry. Um, and my last three grounds, if anyone wants to try and work out the mileage on this, uh, was Peterhead, Stranraer and Elgin. <laughs> that was my last three. Um, but we done it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I need to buy the, the scarves to, to go along with the collection. So I'm now sitting at, it's, it's nothing It's nothing spectacular. It's something along the, I think it's about 80, 80 scarves I'm sitting at now. Yeah. Uh, and that's from various, there's a, a lot of Kelly ones. There's a few from Scotland games and stuff like that. And then a few from just neutral grounds and down south as well. Yeah. Uh, if you get, I've been to down in England. Um, but yeah. Is is something that you know I'll keep adding to as as time goes on, and in terms of the Kelly stuff as well, I think we've we've done very well with that. I think we've got I think it's about six framed shirts now. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of them which was a big surprise actually was one that my my friends got me for my birthday uh, mm-hmm. last year, and it was a shirt that was gifted from. In fact, no, sorry, I'm getting the story wrong. What they had done is they had recorded a message from Nika Kabamba. Uh, it was a birthday message to myself. And then they, they, they took the shirt and the whole team signed it. The whole team signed the shirt. And uh, yeah, and they got that framed and put up in the wall. And I thought, wow, like that was just an amazing gift. And it was quite funny because I remember when I, when I got home and I was bursting to tell my dad about it. And my dad was like, you know, I, I always feel like you're in that when you get something like this, like a, something to do with Kelly, it's, it's usually shared between me and you, isn't it? And I was like, aye, aye, dad, yeah, aye, that would be the one. But, <laughs> but no, he's, he's right. And I think that kind of just shows the bond between myself and my dad, mm-hmm. um, you know, with all things Kelly. And, Again, the, I think the, another special shirt that I've got was actually gifted by the man himself, uh, Rab. Uh, and that was the League Cup final shirt, which we, we didn't have. And and you very generously gave us that, Rab. And yeah, thank you a lot for that. That was that was amazing. And that's oh, now up on the wall as well. And that was uh, Danny Ratchie. Yeah. yeah. Of all players. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it's. I know it's obviously the League Cup final. The yellow shirt has has become quite sought after now. Um, at the time, I, I was quite keen to to pick up as many of them as I could. To be honest, back in two thousand and twelve, and I think I got the actually shot shortly afterwards. But what I also managed to, to obtain at the time was the, the yellow shirt that signed, not a match one, but signed by. The squad from the cup yeah. final, and in addition to that, I I, I just bought another couple of uh, ones out of the shop. You know, I think maybe once we're on reduction, um, ones that I've been able to, to swap as well for the ones. But the, the one I was keen to, I still hold on to, is of course the one signed by <coughs> by the whole team and yeah. by Kenny Shields, because uh, that is that's clearly a very special one. Yeah, because we because the one that we've got. Is, uh, we do have one from 2012, but it was the home shirt. And it was the one when we got the embroidery on it with the Scottish Communities League Cup champions. Yeah. And it's uh, Danny Bouse. It's his shirt. Um, because the Edinburgh Kelly had sponsored them that year. And uh, my, my dad ended up with, with the shirt, so we put that up in the in the Kelly room. And that, again, signed by the whole squad. So, you know, we thought, brilliant. So it's great to have that as well. Um but yeah, I mean, we've got we've got loads of things as well. For, I think, you know, what Kelly fan doesn't have stuff from 2012? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think we've got a programme there as well, which is signed by uh, the big Belgian, DVT, um, which is also takes a place up in the wall. Um, but yeah, it's, as I say, we've kept, we've kept on adding to it and adding to it. And yeah, it's, ugh, we'll see how long this goes on for. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just one of, one of my memories of, of that great day um, in 2012 as well is you mentioned the, the Edinburgh Kelly supporters bus and we, we travelled through in that uh, to Hamden that day and it had been said 
I think it was on the Friday beforehand that if Kelly won the cup, that we wouldn't be doing an open top tour of the town up John Finish Street until Monday. And so we got back in the bus, um, at, you know, after coming out of Hamden, and we were halfway along the N8, and somebody had their, I think it was checking their phone, and, and news came through that no plan had been completely changed, and we were going to parade the cup um, up John Finish Street that very night. <laughs> so, you know, much to my horror. Uh, you know, the thought of missing out in this. So as soon as we arrived back in Edinburgh, I jumped straight in the car, drove down to, straight down to Kilmarnock, back down to Kilmarnock, and I parked up <clears throat> just above John Finish Street, ran down, you know, it was, it was dark by this time. I ran down and there were two or three police officers uh, standing just next to the old post office. Nobody else in sight. And of course, I said, wait, wait, when's the, when's the, the bus coming through? And the guy said, no, oh, you just missed it. Oh, <laughs> I, could, uh, I could not believe it. Um, <laughs> and I said, um, you know, uh, do you know if we're getting back to the stadium? No, no, I don't think so. <clears throat> and of course, they were back at the stadium just at that moment. And, and I also missed that as well. So back in the car I got and, and back up to Edinburgh to continue the celebrations. Oh. But, you know... I mean, jo- like, kind of joking aside on, on that one, that nothing would obviously, you know, take away the, the other memories of of that day. And as you say, having having the shots, having the shots signed by the squad is, you know, is, is yeah. one treasure. Definitely. I, I think the thing is that, that for a lot of us, and especially for, for myself, I mean, I was, I was only a few months old when we won the, the Scottish Cup in 97. Yeah. Um, so for me, my first piece of silverware and being able to remember it was the League Cup final. Mm. Um, and I think the, the thing, the only thing I regret about that day was not soaking it up. Mm. Um, I think because I was so nervous and I, I, I must admit, I just felt so deflated in the fact that I thought we are going to get a hider. Mm. You know, we, uh, the, my last experience had been the Hibs game. And believe it or not, that was my third Kelly game ever, and uh, in the five-one in game, and that, and I just had visions of that going on in my head. Celtic, I think, were on something like a twenty-three unbeaten run streak at that point, yeah. uh, and we were now going. And I think I, I can't quite remember, but I think the week before the League Cup final, me and my dad had travelled up to Inverness. I think we played Inverness away, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and it was again. It was an awful game. I think we drew one-one or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, I just going into the final, he just thought, "Nah, this isn't. This is just going to be awful." And when when DVT scored, mm-hmm. it was just like a blur. You know, it's just like what was this? Is this wasn't in the script? You know what I mean? And then the full-time whistle went, and I thought, "Yeah, what was what's happening here?" You know, what I mean, like we've just won the league cup. And and oh, it was just. It took me. It was amazing because being sort of the only Kilmarnock fan, and and my dad as well, in, in South Queensferry, of what we're aware of, going into school on the Monday was tremendous because I was the most popular kid in school <laughs> for once. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just everyone coming up to me, you know, Rangers fans, Hearts fans, etc., saying, brilliant, well done. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because that was the start of the, the Celtic dominance and the Celtic treble. And yeah. and we were the first ones to ruin it for them. And mm-hmm. oh my God, by we we didn't have to get something out of it. But yeah, it was just just an amazing day. Just absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one that obviously will, will live long in the memory, as you see. And you mentioned there the, the Hibs League Cup final, which which I really do try and, you know, it's the opposite to try and blot it out. And <laughs> on that occasion, I got back to, to Edinburgh um, and I was I was just turning my car into the street, which was quite, quite near, lived quite nearly, unfortunately, at the time. And as I was getting out of the car, of course, there was the Hibs team bus or uh, the open top bus parade rather was starting in there. I think it was Scott Brown of all people, right at the front, brandishing the League Cup 
Um, so that really was the worst of days. Yeah. <laughs> by, by contrast, and I, I do remember saying to some people um, after that, that horrible experience against Hibs that, you know what, we'll, we'll get back to a League Cup final. You know, I'm, I'm confident of that. My only fear is that the next time we'll be playing Celtic or Rangers um, because you don't often get a chance to play an on old firm side in a cup final um, and you have to take those chances. So there we were, as you say, Celtic in that uh, very long unbeaten run. And uh, I don't know, I, I had a, a, a quiet confidence. I couldn't, in all honesty, hand in heart say, I'm, you know, I thought we were going to win the game. Um, but you just never know. Um, and it, yeah. So any any memorabilia associated with, with that day is, you know, I, I remember going out and buying all the newspapers the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so I still have, as I did in, in 1997. Um, yeah. And, and having, you know, as a lot of people I'm sure will, having a framed programming ticket, both from 1997 <clears throat> the Scottish Cup and also in 2012. But thinking back to the, the scarf you mentioned there, there, there's one killer scarf I know that I have, that I've, I've hidden away, I've, I've kind of stuck it right at the bottom of the wardrobe. <laughs> and they usually become apparent in a minute. And I wonder if, if you've kept this one as well, because we, we met up down in um, the north coast of Wales just two years ago in, in the, the sleepy town of Rill, just outside a pub called The Bodford, um, which I'm sure many listeners will be familiar with. A pub, a pub which took more money that day, I think, than it did the rest of the year from, from the good people from Armour. And there was a guy outside, wasn't there, selling these half-and-half Forest key and Kilmarnock scarves with the the details of both my the home and away leg on it. And of course we were only too happy to buy one off him, weren't we, for for a fiver. Thank you. Did he still have that one? Uh, yeah, that's up on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but because it's half and half, I've put the corners quay side at the wall Mm. side, so I can't see it. So I've just seen the Kilmarnock bit. Yeah. Um, but no, we we got us. So I think there's something about 15 Kilmarnock scarves there, mm-hmm. um, where there's like a wire frame. And what and what we did, we've got the wire frame and we put it across the wall. And what we did was we just hooked the the Kilmarnock scarves up, and then all the other scarves from like the other grounds and clubs and internationals are in the are in the cupboard now. Um, but yeah, that's one that I still hold on to. The, the funny one, and I wonder if many Kilmarnock fans have got this one. Um, so when we played them in the home game at Rugby Park, uh, when uh, full time, as we were all walking out with our, our tails tucked between our legs, mm. um, I, I looked over and there was a, a scarf tied up to the to the railing, and I right. thought, oh, I thought, right, okay, well that's the that's the Kelly faithful already turning their backs now that <laughs> we've you know been not out a year. Um, so I looked at the scarf, I, I, I unravelled it, and I thought, what's this? And it was a uh, Kilmarnock FC's European Tour, <laughs> season nineteen twenty, <laughs> and I thought, aye, right, right, no problem. So I took that, stuck it in my pocket, and then walked to the ground. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. that's now up on the wall as well uh, yeah. for a European Tour of Wales. But yeah, I I think the shop was was selling a t-shirt at the time with, as you say, Kelly's European Tour. On it, and and within a week or two, of course, they were they were in the bargain bin for for five pounds. Um, <laughs> and, and there we were. You know, it was quite, It was a surreal summer, to, you know, a surreal season and, and year, of course. Yeah. Um, not only to qualify for Europe, but just the week before we went to Wales, I was was over in Spain on holiday, and I was just up the coast from Marbella, and. <clears throat> this story involves a scarf um, I would quite like to add to my own collection as a result and I only found out a couple of days beforehand um, that Kelly were actually going to be playing Dynamo Bucharest in a, a challenge match um, at the Marbella training centre I think it was called and so the week before we went to Rill, um there I was in the blazing scorching hot Spanish sunshine for these beautiful mountains in the back. I think it was maybe one of only two Kelly fans that were there. 
Um, and, you know, I didn't break the holiday with, with, with this in mind. It was purely coincidental. But I was able to, to see us play on the continent in, in Europe um, because, of course, I know a lot of folk were disappointed <laughs> to, um, <laughs> to be going, you know, waited 20 odd years to, to qualify for Europe and there we were going to Wales. We didn't even get out of the UK. And <clears throat> um, so, you know, I, I, I can't say for a minute it made up for the disappointment of, of Connors Key. Of course it didn't, but I was delighted to be able to see Kelly play a match in Spain. Um, so we'd like maybe a Dynamo Bucharest after the member. <laughs> I know, I know. Also, of course, um, I was telling some friends in England about this the other, the other day, actually, and the fact that a lot of people, you know, managed to make it across the Belgrade, and of course they had the, the party boat on that occasion, and I know yeah. um, some folk picked up. Memorabilia, they were, they were quite impressed with the, the Partizan Belgrade club shop and bits and pieces that came back from there, you know, was was great. Clearly, it would have been it would have been fantastic to have played that sort of tie. <coughs> you know, to have come up against a team like, like Partizan. But as we said earlier, um, at the start of, of, of our cast tonight, who knows where the Scottish Cup will take us this season? Yeah. And and maybe even next. At the start of next year, we'll, we'll get another European tie. Certainly be a nice wee bonus for us. Um, I think the one big thing that Kelly fans, I think, are missing out on is uh, if, if if we do get relegated, uh, hell men we don't, um, we obviously will play in the Scottish Challenge Cup. <laughs> now, what is, what is a certain team from Wales that gets invited oh. to play in the Scottish Challenge Cup yeah, and yeah. got to the final a couple of years ago? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. we might have to be rematch now, yeah. But no, de- definitely it was. It was, you know what, Rab? For me, again, that was that was my first time, you know, experience ourselves in Europe, and you know, albeit it was a trip down to Wales. You know, I think I've I've travelled further with Kelly. I went to Swansea for a pre-season friendly in two thousand eight, and that's yeah. South Wales. So. It was a uh, yeah. It was it, it was a and it was an amazing day. You know what I mean. And it, it was a, the atmosphere was great. And the way we just sort of took over the town with like all the pubs and yeah, just the streets and everything and just a sea of Kelly fans. It was. It was just it was just incredible. And to have that back um, again soon will will be terrific. You know what I mean. Um, but yeah, nothing will take away from the experience. Uh, the home game, though, we can forget about that. We'll just put that to the that side. So, I mean, obviously, you mentioned uh, twenty twelve in the League Cup final. I think being your your favourite match overall, um, favourite experience. Any any favourite players in particular, or bits and pieces of memorabilia you have connected to them? Yeah. Uh, quite a few. Um, so, me growing up, uh, my sort of hero at the time was Manuel Pascali, I think mm-hmm. for a lot of people, El Capitano. Yeah. Um, so, I've got a photo with me and Pasca. Um, we're holding up the Italian flag. And this was, um, I think it was when Edinburgh Kelly done Hospitality, I think it was, or it was the Christmas the Christmas dinner. Um, and he, he got invited along and yeah, I think I was only about 12, 13 at the time. And he signed the, the photo for us eventually. So, and there was another one that I got with Hookie. Um, and he also signed that. So there's a couple of sort of signed photos there that I've got from, you know, supporters club dues, etc. Uh, other sort of player stuff as well. Um, trying to think. Well, not Kilmarnock related, but I do have a signed Wayne Rooney. <laughs> uh, poster in my room okay. uh, in the Kelly room um, so that's that still needs to get put up as well um, but yeah it's, I think there's it, not really so much sort of individual player things it's more of a collective um, sort of like you know the whole squad and all that sort of thing which is again it's you appreciate that even more because it's the whole team yeah. you know what I mean and it, that's that's what makes a small gesture of you know, the, the players doing the thing for the fans. And, you know, it's not just your one or two players. It's the fact it's the whole team. You know what I mean? It's 
it's just it's amazing to, to have that and, and have that sort of thing. But but yeah, I think that's that's the only sort of couple of things I can think of off the top of my head now. But what about yourself? Have you got any sort of close things? Yeah, favourite favourite players wise. I was talking last last time out about Andy McLaren. Um it was a player I had always admired when he, he started out. You know, I remember he, he drove through Dundee United and I, I just I just really liked the way he played. I thought he, he always seemed a character. Um and I was I was really pleased when he signed for Kelly and I think he had two or three great years with us. So I was delighted to, to get one of his shots, which he, he actually scored two goals against Rangers <clears throat> when he wore that shot for us, albeit lost the game four two. But um so I was, I was really pleased to have to have that. Um, other than that, there's, there's nothing, nothing so much sort of shots wise. But <laughs> one, one interesting one, and in the only, the only pair of boots I think I have, um, which were match worn, is from Danny Invincible. And I know, oh, I know Danny, Danny's a player who um, divides opinion. Um, I think, you know, there's some interesting chats I think people were having about him in fact this week in their memories. And I think Danny was, was one of these players he paced the bomb, didn't he? Um, but, you know, he was always kind of thought of as someone who didn't quite always perhaps fulfill his potential. And I know he was he was one of those targets at times for, for dissatisfaction. Um, but I was actually quite quite happy at the time to, to pick up a pair of Danny Invincible's boots. As I say, the only thing that were, yeah, I think the only actual boots that I have. Um, it's, it was just something a wee bit different to be able to own them. Um, other than that, as I say, aside from, from the shirts, and I'll get in, you know get into programmes in a, in a big yeah. way. Um, the other thing I... I could talk about them all night, but the other yes. one is just Alan Combs' gloves. Yeah. Which I had um, signed, and I, yeah, I always, I always liked Alan Cole as a goalkeeper. Um, he had a good few years with us. I thought he, again he was quite a character. So yeah, I would, I would say these three pieces are pretty special. Yeah, definitely, because I think <clears throat> if he ever does decide to listen to this, I would like to make a shout out to uh, Sir Chris Boyd. Um, I never, <laughs> I never did manage to get any a photo with him or or anything like that, and. He probably was and still remains for me personally my all-time favourite Kilmarnock player. I think Big Boydie, uh, definitely. Um, and yeah, it's I, I would have loved to have had something off of Boydie, you know, even a photograph or anything like that. But but hey ho, I'm I'm grateful for what I've got. I think uh, just to sort of to to touch on the sort of other special things that came in my head there, Rob. I remember. Um, me and my dad have also got a photo with uh, Steve Clark. Uh, um, I, I don't know if I ever did tell you about that. I, I surely did. I think it was after the Forfar game yeah. and the Scotland Cup. And me and my dad had decided to do um, the Legends Lounge. I got it from my dad's Christmas and I thought, you know what, we'll, we'll go and do that. Um, and before the game, we're, we're sitting at the table, we're eating our meals, and my dad's kind of just sort of looking over, and I'm like, you all right? And he's like, hi, he's like, uh, do you know who's sitting behind you? And I was like, no. I was like, just the other punters. And he went, that's Paul Clark that's sitting behind you. And I went, what do you mean, Paul Clark? And, I, and then my dad then proceeded to explain, played for Kelly, Steve Clark's brother, etc. I thought, all right, okay, didn't even have a clue who he was. <laughs> I was like, I'm too, too young for that generation. Yeah. And then um, I was like, right, okay. And then we watched the game and then at full time, we all get back to our tables, we sit down and we're all just sort of drinking away. And again, the same thing happens. The door, the, the door opens. I hear it in the background and then my dad just sort of drops his drink and the, the, the jaw just hit the table and I thought, you know what, what? Who? What is it now? And he's like, "Look behind you," and there he is, standing at the door. He's like, "Gone. Oh, I'm just, just trying to say hi, guys." He's like, "Hi, Paul." And then at that, as you can imagine, everyone was like, "Oh, Steve, you know, can we get a photo? Can we get?" A... And 
I felt kind of sorry for him at the time because I thought, you know what, it's like the guy's only coming in to say hi to his brother. And hey, <laughs> it sounds contradicting because I, I was one of those people as well that went and got full with me and my dad. Um, and but hey, the, the guy is. Is is the great is the greatest thing since, in my opinion, since Willie Waddle. You know what I mean. I think if you if you slot in Tommy Burns, in between that as well, um, and yeah, it's going to take something special to to beat what what we had in Steve Clark. Um, but we've now my dad my dad got quite crafty over lockdown, and he's now managed to fit that photo into a clock, and he's made it into a sort of like a design for the living room. And, and yeah, that's that's really special, like really, really cool. Because it kind of just sums up the whole season, like yeah. the season of a lifetime. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think season of a lifetime is really you know quite an art phrase there. Um, I'm sure for many fans, it, it really was. I mean, the best league place, obviously, since the mid sixties. Um, and really, the chance for many of us who who didn't. You know, we weren't around in the 60s to get a kind of idea of what it was like to some extent for Kelly to sit talk the league. I mean, one of my, my favourite memories of so many of that season, two years ago, you know, two years ago, it's incredible, um, was coming out of the stadium the night after we, we beat Livingston at home to go talk of the league at the start of December. You know, and um, it was Paul. It was Paul and Oates song was playing as as, as Gavin Wallace. I think um, put over Tannery quite a bit of the time, and it was just you. You make my dreams come true, and for Kelly to be sitting almost halfway through the season, top of the league, above both of the old firm, obviously, um, and the former were in, just incredible. And and then. To have that chance, you know, obviously to, to then go on and finish sub. But as far as Steve Clark's concerned, you know, I, I, I do have very clear memories of two managers in particular in Scottish football in, in the 1980s. You were Alec Ferguson, of course, and also Jim McLean. Jim McLean, yeah. Um, both of whom, you know, just giants uh, of the game and, and the success they had with Aberdeen and Dundee United. Is very well known, but, but to me, quite honestly, Steve Clark is the finest Scottish manager um, since the time of Ferguson and McLean. I, I just to, to take a club, you know, our size, um, and and to do what he did with us over a couple of seasons is is just absolutely astonishing. And we see yeah. we see clearly where we are. At the moment, you know, battling to, to stay in the league and and just you're kind of hoping, you know, it, it moved it moved from two years ago. You would go along to Rugby Park, and I remember older people of the older generation saying this to me that in the 60s you went to Rugby Park knowing that you, that we were going to win that day, <clears throat> and that's what it was like, you know, with Steve Clark, yeah. and and you know now it's come back to. The more familiar feeling of well, just kind of hoping we'll win. Uh, <laughs> not, not being sure, not really being sure what, what you're going to get. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a very, oh. very, very special time, and as, as you say, to have a photo um, with him and, and to be able to have that as well. Yeah, definitely. So, what what would you say in terms of, of your favourite kit or strip design as a Kelly strip has been? Oh no. Uh, so I've managed to pick up uh, a couple of classic shirts. So I, to be honest with you, Rob, I'm very sort of old school retro. I, I like a lot of the older kits, and um, especially from like the sixties and stuff like that. Because mm. um, I've got a number of, I think I've got something about forty odd football shirts sitting in the drawer as well. I know yourself; you have, you've got, you know, by far the most superior collection that I've ever heard of. For a Kelly fan, um, but I think yeah, and that, I mean that forty shots is just a collective of international kits and other club football and all that sort of thing. Um, but I'd say ninety three away uh, when we had the it was the paint splash stripes, yes. the purple and blue eighty maze. I've got that top, <laughs> and that remains my favourite away shirt, yeah. um, and I think it's just so nineties. 
you know what I mean? That I think that shot probably means a little bit more to me because it's quite close at home because I was born in the 96. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's probably remains my favourite home. My favourite away, I liked the uh, home kit that we done in 13-14 when we stayed up. Uh, we just talked about that earlier on with Chris Boyd scoring at Easter Road. The reason I liked it was because it was, you know, the closest thing to sort of what we had in the 60s. Um, again, retro, old-fashioned, you know what I mean? I thought, brilliant. And I, I, I really, really liked that top. Uh, one of my current favourites right now, I can't seem to be able to get it off me at the minute, <laughs> um, is the 85 hoop shot. Uh, I bought that from the Kelly shop and... I don't know. There's just something about Kelly playing in the hoops that I really, really like. Um, again, I know this is going to be a controversial opinion, um, but yeah, I I like us playing in hoops, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't discourage us going back to blue and white hoops. Not at all. No, I don't. No. How, how do you? I mean, I know you. You've got like obviously pretty much all the home shirts, Rob. But I mean, how do you feel about the, the hoops? Yeah, it's it's a discussion that comes up quite a lot, and and I think as I was saying to Sandy last time out as, as well when we were talking about this, I wonder if it part of it comes down to what sort of kit the, the team were wearing when you first started going. I know I know for yourself it wasn't hoops, obviously the stripes, but um, for me it, it was hoops, even though it wasn't a it wasn't a successful era period at all in the, in the early nineteen eighties, but I just, I still love that strip, you know, the, the classic uh, blue and white hoop shirts, the, the blue shorts, the white socks from the early 1980s. And I think, as you say, that the club shop recently issued in the Mitchell & Struthers sponsored um, hoop shirt from 85, which has proved really popular. Um, I know a lot of folk were after that. And so, yeah, I, I would still go for hoops. Um, I do like the stripes. I do absolutely agree with you about thirteen fourteen edition. I, I thought it was a classic shot and, and very akin to the sixties, as you said. Um, that would be my favourite kit from more recent times as well, definitely. But yeah, I would I would love just even maybe for a season or two just to return to a hoop um, yeah. design. Um, I know it's a. <laughs> It's a question I'm sure we'll have uh, many times in these podcasts, but and I know it divides opinion, but yeah, I would I would go for I would go for this overall. Yeah, it's Kelly to me, and even though even though it was I say associated not with a great time of success, certainly in the eighties, but yeah, definitely nah, bring bring back the hoops. Yeah. This was obviously something we spoke about. I wanted to know what, again, your opinion on this was, Rab, but this was something that we spoke about in the Park the Bus podcast, was about um, the our club shops and football clubs doing enough in terms of merchandise, in terms of branching out. Don't get me wrong, the likes of Celtic and Rangers and Hibs and Hearts they, as far as their content and merchandise goes, it's brilliant yeah. because they've got the fan base to support it. Um, and obviously, you've got like the, the extended Celtic shops up at like Livingston Centre, etc. Um, and some of the stuff that you see in there, it, you know, it's it's brilliant um, for what you can get if you're a Celtic fan. But then you go into the Kelly Club shop and there's the shirts, and then there's maybe a few sort of Kelly pencils and a few mugs. And stuff like that, and it's like you know, there's nothing sort of too exciting or eye catching. That again, personal opinion, mm-hmm. but I feel, and I know these guys sort of take a lot of flack, but I feel like a lot of the sort of guys that you know from the the Kelly Pananero, who's mm-hmm. the guy who's doing the pin badges, mm-hmm. he does an excellent job yeah. with the pin badges, and the quality is that's the best quality you're gonna get, mm-hmm. um, even at Scotland games as well where the sort of half-and-half scarves, the badges, uh, even flags and stuff like that as well that you can pick up at other games. Um, the, the, a lot of the sort of off-market stuff is better than what it is in the club shop. You know what I mean? I think the only downside 
is that it's not going to the club, um, mm-hmm. and that is that is a major benefactor. But this is something the clubs I think need to really start getting a hold of now, and because a lot of the stuff that you can pick up off these stalls, you just can't pick them up in the club shop. You know what I mean? No, it's it's, it's a really good point. Um, I think you know you raise a hugely important point, obviously, with the fact that anything spent in the, the shop goes directly to the club. Um, I know, you know, in the past year or, or so, and it was it was interesting to see Tommy Wright when he when he walked out at his first press conference, he was wearing one of the eighteen sixty nine. Aye, advertising. Yeah, wonder if, that was, yeah. wonder if that was in his contract. <laughs> um, but I know that that was designed by Elroy, wasn't it? Um, 1869. I'm sure yeah. that started off um, his own his own site, and then it, obviously the club took it on. So I think yeah, I think that that range of, of stuff's been been good. Yeah, um, but as you yeah. say, there are there are people out there, you know, putting together some the pin badges with, with pan and arrow. Um, yeah, so it, I, th- I think it's a question that, that every club, I suppose, will, will face when it comes to this. That you know, I, I think it was it was more common maybe in the eighties and nineties when when you went to games and certainly certainly games in Glasgow in particular, um, and there would be all these guys outside the ground selling flags and different scarves and whatnot. So. Whether, whether, you know, we'll see more of that, I, I don't know. Um, but it, it's a question which is, is really big for, for any discussion about merchandise, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting and, and it's good to go back to the point about the Mitchell and Struthers shot that the club are, are now, you know, they're now doing this retro range, um, which which clearly is, is, is very popular so far. So hopefully... You know, we're going to see a bit more of that. Um, and there's, there's a wider range of these shirts and they're making good numbers for, for people that are wanting to buy them. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think the the sort of popular intake of... They were only selling a limited amount of shirts. I think there was like 50, 60... Oh, no, it was like 150 shirts. That's what it was, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, of the 65 shirt. Mm-hmm. And then the 85. And I think... That kind of stank a wee bit for a lot of guys. Um, even even for myself, after man, you'll be the same, Rab. You know, what I mean, staying through here and all that sort of thing, and the country being in a lockdown and we're not allowed to travel, and you know, a lot of guys were getting in early to sort of to get the shirts, and I thought, you know, this is annoying because this is something that we know that we would buy it straight away. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and yeah, it's. I think when the the club decided that they were going to you know branch out with more shirts brilliant um, and I think it's really something like even if they've done it maybe you know once a year say, say, say like obviously they release the home shirt at the start of the season but then say maybe around Christmas time when people are looking for presents to buy or gifts to buy you know here's a sh- here's the, the shirt for 75 you know or, or here's, here's the shirt from you know 1980 that sort of thing and just maybe even a once a year because you don't obviously you don't want to do it too much because then you're just thinking right you know it's going to start getting greedy but but yeah and I, th- I don't know it's it's something even as simple as that if that is if the club were ever willing to to be willing to sort of branch into this sort of old investment shirts and, and see how far it goes but I think as, as far as what the 85 shirts have been and the 65 shirt for the sales of them, it's been a pretty good success. Oh, definitely. Definitely, and as you say, I think that's a good idea to have maybe one a year and certainly around about the Christmas market. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So so just to round it off, um, thanks, many thanks for all that tonight, Kieran. You've covered a lot of different types of memorabilia and memories indeed. Um, it's been great to hear about your your scarves and, and your thoughts and shirts and, and, and all these other things and pin badges in particular and players. Um, so how do you, I know we, we, we said we're, we're both confident about staying up this night. How do you see the game going tomorrow? Prediction for uh, staying out here? Uh, you know what? 
Free Nil Kelly, Kyle Lafferty hat trick. There we go. Put some pull having some money in that one. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, I'll go to 2 0. 2 0 Kelly. Um, I think we'll get off the right start. I'm sure he's gonna play quite a strong team tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's good also that Steinhouse Muir are making this game available for eight pounds. Um, to to watch the cast of it and it's going to be shared of course between the clubs and I know uh, quite a few Kelly fans are, are taking up that offer um, yeah. so that's that's good it's good to see and hopefully we just we get through tomorrow and get a favourable draw um, in the next round at home not, yeah. not Celtic or Rangers obviously or Aberdeen we really don't want Aberdeen no no that's uh, yeah, I know Aaron so I'd I'd like to say thank God you know that's McInnes away now, but with Stephen Class and Scott Brown there, well, <laughs> well, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah. <laughs> will we finally be them? Um, if we, I'm assuming we get through tomorrow, of course. Yeah, uh, air, absolutely. I always want to play air. I have to say, not away. <laughs> I'm going to play them at Somerset again. In some ways, you know, we've got to win there sometime. I know, but. Um, we'll take it at home. You know, Rab, Rab, I love, I love the fact that you're being very humble about it um, and very modest because I'm just being very selfish. And you know what? I really hope we get a rotten home tie and it's Kilmarnock versus Livingston or something like that because if we get, like, you know, when we had the chance before we'd be going up to Balmour or if we get air in the in the cup or whatever, mm-hmm. and we're not able to go, yeah, we'll it's, it. yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be stinking. You know what yeah, I mean? If, yeah. if we get and I, I, I yeah, it is very selfish. I, I know it is, but that's the way I'm feeling because if we get something like that, I think it's gonna hurt more watching that on the telly, thinking you know we've waited to go to sort of like your petered head away or whatever. Well, obviously they'd be knocked out now or anything like that, but you know. We waited for that for over a decade and we kind of get it. Now we finally go out, we kind of go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, just a nice, um, straightforward ish as it can ever be at uh, home tie. Hopefully, hopefully, soon it uh, all goes well tomorrow. But just another, another quick mention for your own podcast that we talked about earlier, Part the Bus, which is available on. Buzzsprout, but it's, it's also on there on um, Spotify, on Apple, yep. Google as well. Yeah, it's on a number of different uh, platforms. Yeah. Uh, the Buzz, Buzzsprout app is definitely is the one that we predominantly use the most, and that's where we, we publish it, and we tweet it out, and we get it shared about on social media. Yeah. Uh, it's on other uh, platforms such as Apple, Spotify, etc. So yeah, um, just find us on Twitter at Park is it, you know, I can't even remember the Twitter handle now for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, part the bus podcast. And uh, I'll tell you what I'll do, Rab, is that when we, we finish this, I'll I'll put the link in the on the retweet of, yeah. of, of this. And uh, yeah, and thank you for the shout out. I appreciate that a lot. Well worth more and well worth a, a listen. Uh, I've listened to a good few of them myself there on part of the bus, and I know. Uh, as I said earlier, Kieran does make sure Kelly get, get more than a, a good mention um, in the coverage that they do of Scottish football in, in general. Um, and essentially, it's good, it's refreshing to hear fans of clubs like Motherwell, as you said, Livingston and Kelly, of course, um, getting together and, and Hibs as they are um, to be able to do this. And yeah, yeah. And so we wish you all the very best and, and success for for you know, the rest of your, your cast, which are weekly as well, aren't they? Uh, yeah, we're, we're finding it a bit of a nightmare at the minute because we're all different shifts. So Cammy is a, a, a bus driver and got a different mix of shifts and me and you and work beside each other as well. And we're usually opposite shifts as, as well and we don't always get the same days off. Um, so far, so good. We've managed to keep it once a week. Yeah. Um, and Cammy, who really is the sort of backbone, he's the one that, that keeps me and you in straight. And he usually just says, you know, you're available this day, this time, and me and you and go, yep. And then me and you and just sort of talk along with Cami, and Cami does all the work. And maybe that's why I'm really bad with 
trying to remember all the social media platform names and all that sort of thing. Because as I said, it's Cami's baby, and me and you and I've been helping him along with it. But it's uh, yeah, it's really enjoyable. It's it's a good laugh. It's great fun, and it's really just three mates talking about Scottish football uh, over a over a phone at the minute until we can meet up because you know we can't do it at the game or or at the pub. And I think to leave it on a more sentimental note, Rab, I'm really looking forward to me and you going back to the football together uh, in the car, our usual car journey yeah. uh, through Rugby Park and, you know, hopefully whatever games my old man can manage as well um, because we were, we had planned on going up to Dingwall there in the game that we got beat so oh, maybe it was a blessing in disguise we never, never yeah. went and we were going to make a day out of it and get the train up but, I remember but yeah. we, we will make up for it mate and um, Absolutely. I'm certainly looking forward to it yeah. it'll be amazing sure. to get back Absolutely. No, I absolutely share your sentiments in that, Kieran. And as I say, many thanks again for joining us tonight for episode number two of Kelly Memorabilia, um, which we will we'll get up on usual platforms very soon. Next week, I am going to be joined by David Ross, who is well known um, as the author of two books on Kelly history and also um, a, a major contributor towards the recent uh, 150th book as well, which came out towards the tail end of last year. So very much looking forward to, to David joining me next time out. But as I say, thanks again um, for listening tonight. Hopefully a good win tomorrow at Senate's Mirror and obviously Ross County coming up as well. And for the moment, stay safe, stay well, and we will meet again and uh, speak to you again soon. Bye now.